Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 25. Um, and we are super excited to be back. I feel like we haven't recorded in a long time. Um, and so I feel like when we don't record in a long time and then we come back, like that episode's always good. So I have high expectations for this episode. You've now thoroughly jinxed this episode. Oh, I say that as it's doomed if you're for like, failure. this is the worst episode ever. Keep it to yourself because I just want to... It's it, it. We always get in this routine where we pre-record a lot, and then we come back. And that episode, I'm always like, "Oh, I, I feel good about that episode." So I feel good about this episode. So if you don't leave it to your, keep it to yourself, just let me live in my life. Um, but yeah, episode twenty-five. So normally at this point, I will talk about how I came across this case, and I really I don't have a cool story. I think with this case, I was just trying to build up kind of my um list and so i think i googled like crazy true crime and this was one of the cases that uh came up and it is a crazy true crime um so i guess i got what i googled searched um speaking of crazy and true you've just you've told me and my wife some interesting (laughs) information right before we started so i'm a little bit in shock right now that's just gonna be our little joke but man I would say it, but I don't want to say it. It's great. Um. Anyways, moving Woo-hoo! on. Oh man, I really messed you up now. Oh, hijacking. Gosh. I hijacked the end one. Now I'm hijacking the the intro. It's great. Great. Here we are, episode twenty five. We're just gonna <laughs> jump right into uh, this case. So we're gonna talk about Colleen Stan. She was kidnapped by Cameron and Janice Hooker. For seven years, from between the years of 1977 and 1984. In 1977, Colleen is hitchhiking from Eugene, Oregon, to a friend's house for their birthday in Northern California. So now the first thing I think of is, like, how far is this? The que- the answer is about three hours. Um, now, I don't know exactly where the friend's house is, so it could be a little further but that is three hours from Eugene, Oregon to like the border of California. Um, so it could be further from that. So I was like, first off, golly, how long is that? Second off, I guess hitchhiking was a bigger thing back then than it is now because I would never. Um, but she does describe herself as an experienced hitchhiker. She even mentioned in her trial that she passed up two other vehicles before accepting Cameron Hooker's ride because she didn't feel comfortable in those rides. She did feel comfortable with Cameron, though, because he was with his wife and baby at the same time. So this is why she accepted Cameron's. On the way, they stop at a gas station and Colleen says that she has this thought come up in her head while she's in this bathroom that she just needed to crawl out the window and run. But she kind of calms herself down and she goes back into the hooker's car. So once they're alone in an isolated area, Cameron pulled over the high onto the sorry, pulled off of the highway um, and put a knife to Colleen's throat. She was then locked in a wooden head box, which was desi- designed to prevent light, sound, and fresh air from getting in. Um, I think this needs to be a experiment that you do just to see how effective this is. Wow. my <laughs> That's not what I was expecting you to say. Um, but it literally, I mean, literally is just a box in your head. So I'm like, first off, I would, I mean... A bag on the head is what I would have thought. Just a classic sack on the head. Never would I have thought box. Put a box on the head. Um, 
Yeah, so. and and especially with it blocking out fresh air too. Like I think that would honestly be the worst. Death. Yeah. Now I mean it kind of this kind of wink wink foreshadows oh. um, something for the for this case, but I just so many stuff so many stuff right off the bat that I'm like what <laughs> okay so. The reason that the hookers kidnapped Colleen was because they made an agreement between the two of them that Cameron could capture a slave to take Janice's place. I'm trying to politely say that Colleen was kidnapped to be a sex slave for Cameron. Hmm. Exactly. He was into bondage and Janice was not. So I guess the only way they could think to make this work was to kidnap someone else. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> so when they arrived to the hooker's home, Colleen was kept in a box for 23 hours of the day. And this box was under the hooker's bed, which I assume to be kind of like the part of the bed frame. I remember my parents had this gigantic bed frame where they had like sh- wooden shelves underneath. Um, and you could always climb in the middle of these two uh, shelves and so that's what I pictured is just this kind of area in between these two shelves right underneath the bed that she was staying in. So she was told by Cameron that she was being watched by a group of people called the company who would torture her and harm her family if she ever tried to escape. So Big Brother just started and this is a show that Sam always comes over to watch. And they always do alliances, and we've always talked about if we ever did Big Brother, we would <laughs> need a name for our alliance. That might be a pretty good one to start I with. I think we've mentioned the company, so scary. But yes, the company was watching her, so she needed to be on her best behavior. So she was called Kay by the Hooker family and was forced to call Cameron Master. So Colleen said that her faith in God and belief that she would escape one day was what helped her survive during all of this time. She did what Cameron told her to do, which earned her some outdoor time outside of the box. She was able to go outside for jogs. She was able to work in the yard, care for their children, meet the neighbors, and she even helped him build a bigger dungeon for more slaves. Wouldn't that just be so weird if you were the neighbors? And after then, after all this comes out, be like, excuse me, what? Yeah. What, what was going on there? Right. And you, you're you just sitting there Friendly chatting. with the neighbors. Yep. So after all of this freedom was given um, to clean, she didn't try to run because she was so afraid of the company. So she's given all this freedom and never tries to leave or anything because the company is watching her. So now... Listen to this. She was even allowed to see her family by herself in 1981, four years after she's gone missing. Cameron lets her go see her family, which I read and my eyes are like, hello, what? And she doesn't say anything. Her family thought she was in a cult. She's answering like very vague, giving very vague answers, not really giving her family any details. She's wearing homemade clothing. She has no money, but they don't want to push her for answers because they were afraid if they push too hard that she would never come back. I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense. The whole like cult aspect of it is kind of, you know what she said. She doesn't have any money. She's in homemade clothes. She's not really given her answers, which... 
course. Let's let's throw that uh, out there of no, not in a cult, just what we've read. <laughs> right. That's not speaking from experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, that kind of, you know, makes sense of if she was just hitchhiking, then, oh, you just go join a cult. <laughs> casually. Casually. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you can ever do anything casually. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, to them and even probably even Colleen, it probably made sense, you know, just to kind of think of it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. So. After that amount of time, it probably, you know, being kidnapped for three years at, or four years at this point, it probably helps to kind of think of it differently. And she, I guess she does kind of think of it a little differently because the next day Cameron goes to Colleen's house with her acting like her boyfriend. They even take a picture together that I'll post on our Facebook page. They just look like a happy little couple. So, so maybe it's... this is kind of a part of her that does, you know, try to go into this mind space of he's just my boyfriend, you know? Oh, man, that's so weird. I know. so weird to think about. You go to your your family's sex, house. Sex slaves. House, I know. House and take pictures with her. Man, that's weird. But after this, Cameron felt like he gave Colleen more freedom than he should have. So he puts her back in the box where she stays again for the same 23 hours a day for the next three years. So for the next, you know, for the next three years, they follow this routine where she stays in the box. He's only letting her out for an hour at night to eat. He would torture her and then put her right back in the box. So in 1983, she was reintroduced to the kids, reintroduced to the neighbors, and she was even allowed to get a job as a maid at one of the motels. Now, Cameron wanted to marry Colleen and add her as a second wife. And this is the turning page for Janice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this? Right. This is the turning point. Well, you know, she doesn't like bondage, Stephen. So what is she going to do? Golly. Right, right. My goodness. This story just keeps getting weirder. I know. And I keep getting that, like, the... I, you like keep, the, like, the shivering. EBGB <laughs> feeling. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got that right now. So August nineteenth, eight. Uh, sorry, August nineteen eighty four. Janice goes to Colleen and tells her that since her first date with Cameron, she has been tortured and brainwashed by him. She also tells her that Cameron was not a part of the company, but she does claim that it is a true thing, but that Cameron is just not a part. So Colleen then goes to a bus station where she calls Cameron and tells him that she was leaving him. She said that her reaction was kind of like a bro- he broke down to crying, um, and then she catches a bus ride home. She doesn't contact police when she gets home. In fact, she continues to call Cameron regularly and check in on him. She explained that she didn't want to call police when she first got there because she wanted to give Cameron kind of a chance to reform her his relationship with Janice for Janice's sake. So this is why she doesn't reach out to police as soon as she gets home. So that kind of makes sense of like literally you're with somebody for seven ish years, right? Right. I mean, so it makes sense of it. Just like I'm not gonna flip loyalty. And it makes like that sense quickly. that after four years, if you go see your family and you're kind of you've made yourself get into this mindset of this is my boyfriend, and then three years after this, you find out that he's been lying. 
just like, you know, you break Ma- up. Majorly lying right. at that, too. You break up, you go home, and you're like, but I still care about it. You know, so I, like, I get that that, that side of it could play a factor. Um, so, but it's crazy for some people like us that are reading into the story. And you're like, girl, what are you doing? Um, but I get that there is a lot of, like, psychological stuff behind it that, golly, I hope we never understand. Right, yeah, um, and... I mean, yeah, kind of just back to what I was saying, just like, you know, you're with someone for seven years, you're still going to have, you know, like, you're still going to care about them. Right. Because, like, right. there's, I mean, there's people that I don't, you know, I haven't talked to in forever, it seems like, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I wonder how they're doing. It's just like one of those, like, they'll randomly just pop right, up, like, right. where did that come from? <laughs> right. But it's just like, oh, I wonder what they're doing these days. So, a few months later, after uh, Clean goes home. Janice reports Cameron to police about another kidnapping and death where they tried to do this before capturing Colleen. They kidnapped Marie Spanhags. Um, and they, they, they even said in Colleen's, uh, Colleen said that in her box that she could see a picture that the hookers had hung of Marie. Um, and that they had kept this picture of her in their bedroom so janice goes and she tells police about marie's kidnapping and death they weren't able to locate her body and the lack of physical evidence meant that no murder charge was made um so they go to trial where janice testified against cameron in exchange for her her full immunity and cameron is sentenced to 104 years for sexual assault and kidnapping with a knife. Only 104 years? I mean, right. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, I guess you're not living that long, but... Right. Right. I guess, yeah. Wow. So, Colleen went on to get her accounting degree, and she joined the Reading Woman's Refuge Center to help other abused women. And then Janice becomes a registered associate social worker and worked as a mental health professional. Um, they both continue to live in California, but they don't keep in contact. Probably rightfully so. Right. But I'm glad this is the one of the, you know, of the episodes Happier that we can endings. bring. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's like a, you know, I mean, it's still all the bad, but I mean. Right. I mean, you know, Colleen got a degree. Right. Number one, and then Janice is actually, you know, helping out to not necessarily prevent these type of deals, but like to be, you know, on that side of. I will say that when know. I read that Janice didn't get any time whatsoever, I didn't agree with it because I was like, girl, you were still y- you were there for all of those years that she was kidnapped, knowing what was going on. Um and so I don't necessarily agree with the fact that she didn't do any time, but it is nice to see that like she didn't just go back to a normal life. She did go, she did go get become a social worker. So she is right. doing good in the world. Um, so it's just nice to see see that she didn't just go back to normal life. Yeah, and I can kind of you know kind of playing devil's ad- advocate here on that of. You know, I can understand why she didn't, you know, right get time. But like, I can, I can, you know, I can see it both ways because, 
I mean, if she really did get, you know, quote-unquote brainwashed and all that by um, by him, and, you know, and then that, in theory, played a factor type of deal. Right. That way, I mean, I can see that happening of why she didn't get time that way. Right, I guess. But I, I get what you're saying of, like, you know, she was, you know, she was guilty by association and that's episode 25 um so now we're going to take a break talk about our sponsor for this episode and we'll be back with our florida man minute our Florida man minute. This is where we Google a random date along with the words Florida man and giggle over the article that is found. Well, this one is hot off the presses tonight. I've got one from today. Whoa. Here we go. Okay. So I'll start my, started out as always as Sam, I have a question for you Yep. as always. If you, I, I know you've played soccer in the past, but if there is any other sport, I mean, I'm talking, and especially this is a good one since the Olympics are coming up. If you could play any sport, I'm talking any, anything, what would you, what would you do? My first, before you mentioned the Olympics, my first, my mind went to football. Um, I would have wanted to play football. But then you said Olympics, and then my mind went to gymnastics. I would just like to have, like, when I watch gymnastics or figure skating i don't so many um i just want to look elegant like the people that do gymnastics or figure skating um but of course my mind instantly goes to football which is the least like (laughs) (laughs) flowy sport in the world but um so that would be my answer i I will um gymnastics or figure skating one of those two so i'm going to i'll even answer my own question because i have my answer for this if if we're going olympics Going Winter Olympics, I'm going curling. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. Curling is one of my that's it's one of just the weirdest, but like coolest sports that I think that I can that I can think of. So, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, this Florida man had a different idea of what uh, sport he wanted to play. So our headline is this: Man steals gator from Florida golf course. Okay. Tosses it around to quote teach it a lesson. Oh. Okay. I just kind of had to, you know, he was on the golf course. That tied in somehow. Uh, Daytona Beach Shores, Florida. Southwest Florida man is accused of stealing an alligator from a tourist attraction in Daytona Beach Shores, then swinging the animal around, deliberately stomping on it. Wow. Uh, William Hodge, 32, was arrested Thursday morning after police say they saw him walking in the 2100 block of South Atlantic Avenue with the alligator. Now, number one. I'm just going to stop right here. There's a little bit more of the story. Can you imagine if you were just out and about and you see this guy just casually casually just walking around with an alligator? Wow. Florida Florida's so great. I mean, why are we living here? <laughs> like, let's move right now. That, Your wife would love it. That needs to be the season finale. We go Honestly, to Florida. We're moving to for Florida? One. <laughs> uh, authorities, so I'll get back to this here. <laughs> Golly, we're all over the place tonight, Sam. Listen, that's what happens when you don't record in like a month. Yeah. Um, authorities say that they witnessed him swing it by the tail and then try to toss it on top of a building. Oh. <laughs> okay. Doesn't say how tall the building is, but he tried to throw it on top. 
Uh, police say Hodge slammed the alligator into an awning twice, then threw the animal to the ground and repeatedly stomped on it. Number one, poor alligator. I know, poor guy. Um, so Hodge allegedly admitted to climbing over a fence to get the alligator, to get the alligator enclosure at Congo River Golf, then stealing the alligator. Did he ever say, like you said, that he was trying to teach him a lesson? What, like? No idea. Huh. Literally no idea why. I was hoping that would be. Yeah, and and maybe there might be more to the story later, but uh, police say he, police said he told them he was tossing the alligator around to, quote, teach it a lesson. Uh, thankfully, the gator should be okay. Oh, well, good. So, it's a, just a... The the picture with this one is, it's something. I'll just, it's a, you know, he kind of looks like the oh, guy that it's would. it's a picture of him walking down the street with alligator. Yep. This, and he looks like uh, the guy that would be carrying around an alligator. <laughs> True. That's a good way to explain it. That's, but yeah, um, nice, short, and sweet to the point. Good one. Yeah. Yay. Well, that's episode 25. Thanks for sitting with the hot mess express that it was um, and just having it be everywhere. That's what happens when, like, wh- I mean, I we say in every episode that we hang out all the time, and it's because we do hang out all the time. But really, it's like I'm here for, like, an hour each time I'm here, but it's also, like, in that time we're watching the bachelorette or watching big brother or watching the challenge. Like we're always watching something. So we don't really get a whole lot of time to talk. So it's actually during these podcasts that we really do get to talk. And then we go everywhere and we're like, okay, focus, (laughs) stay on topic, stay on topic. Um, Which is a little hint to something that's coming in the future. Maybe, 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 maybe. (laughs) Um, but no, I, I, was, I was actually, I was listening to podcasts today and they were saying actually some of the more like successful ones are like kind of non-scripted, just like true conversation. Right. So maybe this is working for us. If, it's, if it's not, let us know. <laughs> let us know your way. we're coming up on season two and we're trying to roll out some bigger changes more i don't know how to phrase it exactly just you know we're we've decided that we're gonna do 30 episodes for each season um we feel like that's a good uh, um, amount of episodes so that way we can learn and adapt and make changes easier in that kind of way um so we've got a lot of ideas and a lot of those changes coming so, if you've ever wanted to make a change or make your voice known, now is the time. This is the time. To let us know. Um, so, yeah. Just thank you guys for your continued support and listening to us ramble on. It's really appreciated. Um, so, yeah. Episode 25. We're almost there to season two. Hey, like always, this is Sam. This is Steven. And this is Crimeology. Crimeology.